ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode number 114 of the Whatevery Show, uh, America's favorite advice podcast and uh, knitting fan club. Yeah. But probably. It could be. I don't know. We haven't done this shit for so long. It could be something. Uh, I'm pretty sure our domain got hijacked and is now being used to sell Ethiopian kits. Well, I mean, that's not even the worst thing going on in this country as uh, comes to, you know, child welfare. Hey, so. those Ethiopians have a great far as I'm concerned. Do they get the sweet metal blankets? They might. Like the aluminum foil ones? Because like, it, as long as I think, as long as you stick with the Reynolds wrap and you don't go with like the chip, the, the shitty like Walmart brand, yeah. I think, you know, yeah. we're, we, yeah. Uh, huh. So guys, I made a, I made a statement, uh, I, I, it feels like six months ago um, at this point, it, it, that I was going to, that I was going to lay off the uh, politics on the show because I just got tired of it every, every single week. I can't do it this week. No, fuck no, man. I can't. I'm, I'm actually kind of glad you said that because we're literally ripping children out of the arms of their parents um, and then blaming every fucking buddy else for it. Yeah. Okay. It, so, I, I, all right, all right. Let's 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 start off a little light. Let's give them a little soup of the fun that's coming up, and then we'll get into that shit a little bit because I, I don't think we can't not talk about it. Like, and I, and I've got a good I've got a good segue into this. I learned something from Sarah Huckabee Sanders today. Uh, it's not what you think. Um, it's going to be a good one, folks. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, we're actually kind of going a little crazy this week, though. We haven't, have, we don't really have a lot of show notes. Kind of freeballing it a little bit, I think, uh, is the we thing. We are going commando. We are definitely going commando. Um, but we do have some good stuff to talk about. I've been playing the shit out of the new God of War uh, uh, game, which I want to talk about. Uh, Matt uh, has seen uh, uh, Solo and Jurassic World, and I have not. So he's going to tell me a little bit about that uh, uh, without spoiling it, because I'll get really upset. Yeah. And then, One of us on this show actually does a fucking job, all right? Yeah. And then uh, we do want to talk a little bit about the whole kerfuffle with Solo and the box office performance and what that means for Disney going forward. I think we're also going to talk a little bit about the uh, proposed Fox-Disney merger, because that shit's pretty much all but sealed at this point, so like uh, now we're, we're just kind of divvying out the family. It got real this week, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we, we got a lot of fun stuff, but you know, you know, this is, if, you, if you're not a fan of the politics uh, uh, at all, like, we look, we got some Maybe funny. skip the first two hours. Yeah, the <laughs> we got some funny stuff to talk about, but I, I do think that there's no getting around it. Uh, so anyway, stick with us. We'll be right back. Uh, okay, so we got to get into the the meat and potatoes of the political world this uh, this um, week, and that is we are setting our own fucking internment camps up. Um, Just straight up, you know. Like, oh man, when you said meat and potatoes, I I thought for sure like that was going to be a Sarah Huckabee Sanders joke. <laughs> That's what I learned from Sarah Huckabee Sanders. She's no. not allowed to eat anymore because yeah. restaurants will just not serve her. Okay, so no, that's actually where I got this from. Uh, or that—that that is, that's a good segue. Good job. You didn't even know that. Uh, so uh, no, I was reading the uh, Wapo article. Uh, that's Washington Post for you, those of you not in the in the know. Uh, Washington Post article uh, where the owner of the Red Hen, which of course is the I want to say Virginian restaurant kentucky i thought whatever uh one of those states over there with the accents or whatever um y'all so, y'all uh so sarah huckabee sanders uh went in for dinner Great. to we a small uh a small town uh i want it, it it is definitely a small town uh in a state i i want i'm pretty confident it's Virginia. But anyway, she went to dinner into a small town, about 7,000 people, small restaurant. You know, uh, they said it's it's roughly the size of a small apartment. So definitely a, a small locally owned business uh, called the Red Hen. 
Um, she arrived, ordered appetizers. Um, the uh, owner was called basically and said, you know, just so you know, we, we've Sarah Huckabee Sanders is here and uh, we don't know how we feel about that. And so the owner came down and, and basically talked to her staff and was like, um, so how do we feel about this? And, uh, you know, cause I, I can ask her to leave. And so that's ultimately what happened is the owner, the proprietor of the thing was like, uh, yeah, it's excuse me, Miss Sanders. Uh, we, we just don't agree that with the things you're doing, you know, the whole constant lying to the public and being a party to, uh, imprisoning innocent children and ripping them away from their families. We're not really down with that, nor are we down with the whole homophobia thing since half of our staff is gay and that kind of thing. So you're going to have to peace out of this joint. And, uh, so anyway, uh, what I liked about right, this it was Virginia. It was. Not yeah. not a small town though. It's Lexington. Yeah, if you got that, uh, well, they said something like seven thousand people. So it, it may be like not. I mean, I, like seven thousand people is not a big town. Like the town I live in is a fucking small town, and it's nine thousand. Town you live in, I think, is only like thirty. Uh, so and, yeah. and we're all you know shitty Oregon uh, towns. So anyway, um, th- uh, what I liked about this article and the, the the sort of quote that I took away from it is like, um. The, the owner was sort of talking over, like, with her staff, like, uh, in, and, you know, sort of with her own internal monologue about, like, if she does this, it's going to be a thing. Like, uh, she, she knows, she, she sort of feels in her heart that what the right thing to do is, is to ask her to leave because, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders is a human garbage bag. Uh, and, um, so anyway, uh, I, I like this article for a lot of reasons and I like the owner's response. Uh, but she said something along the lines of like, um, you know, there's hard choices to be faced. And I think that if we're going to come out of this, um, we're holding any sort of moral superiority or not even superiority, but like being able to feel good about how we sleep at night, um, we're going to have to make some hard moral decisions. So I think she did this knowing full well that there's going to be some blowback about it. And there has been already, uh, the Yelp page for this restaurant has gone fucking crazy. Like in a town of 7,000, there's like 84,000 reviews or something like that. So it doesn't exactly make a lot sense um they also de- uh, deliberately closed down the next day basically i think they uh, sarah huckabee sanders was in on like a friday and so they they basically emailed uh all the guests that they had booked for um you know reservations for saturday and said yay we're really sorry but we think due to outside influences it'd be best if you just take the night off and go somewhere else uh you know we'd love to have you but uh we, we also don't want to ruin your dining experience through forces outside right. of our control so um basically fucking classy all the way around way to handle this i think uh and you can agree or disagree with uh their decision to serve them but if you disagreed with um the american right to to refuse service to anyone for any reason including because you want to make a gay cake or something along those lines uh you'd have to be a pretty fucking hip big hypocrite at this point that was that was my Um, that was my take on this too is as soon as i read her tweet today i was just like wow that's that's some fucking bullshit because you represent the party that is always touting the, well, do- doesn't a restaurant have the right to refuse anybody? Um, well, the short answer is actually no, they don't. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but the long answer is, I mean, if that's really the fucking hill you're going to die on and somebody tells you they don't want to serve you, I guess put your tail between your legs and walk the fuck out. Yeah, in fairness, uh, it did seem like... Uh there's a lot of ways this could have gone down and by all accounts on all party sides uh, it, it didn't sound like Huckabee Sanders turned into a gigantic douche until she got home and could tweet about it um, she basically just was like okay I understand and then took off uh, but uh, but yeah just no she didn't make a scene in the restaurant what she did was post it on her Twitter account and just basically put a small town restaurant on blast yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, here's the funny thing though if you actually read through that Twitter stream uh, there's very little support on her own fucking Twitter post about it uh, yeah. for her. There's a lot of support for the restaurant. <laughs> so that's the thing here. I think, I think, you know, I think we might have hit the line you can cross. Like, it turns out 
Trump could probably shoot somebody on a Fifth Avenue, but if it's a fucking small baby kid, uh, that, that actually isn't probably going to be a thing that flies. Um, so that's the whole, whole other thing. Like, hey guys, uh, you know how everybody's like, oh, Godwin's law, man, you're getting too hyperbolic and you can't just, uh, pull that shit and stuff like that. You can't like just that. call everybody Nazis. You can't um, just call everybody Nazis. It's not like we're putting kids in internment camps or anything. Oh, 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 yeah. oh, snap. Well, I mean, we're not gassing them. Oh, no, there was that article about how we did inject kids with psychotropic drug, but we didn't rape it. Oh, no, that article came out too. Oh. So ICE is basically the SS wing of the U.S. government, um, and we're allowing that sort of thing to happen. And you're like, I know Trump. Trump's a good guy, though, and he ended this horrible Democratic policy via executive order. Democratic policy, which did not exist, uh, by there was a order. policy that existed under the Democrats, but it, it had to do specifically with unaccompanied minors. It, it, um, it was like straight up falsehood and, in the way that they spun it. Like, and it was, and when I say was, falsehood, I just mean lie. It literally was like, we're going to place these kids into protective custody until we can find a home to place them in. It wasn't, it wasn't a, um, here's an internment camp. Yeah. And, uh, and, so and here's your fucking yeah. alien shielding blankets. Yeah. The alien shielding blankets, I think were a nice touch too. Uh-huh. Um, uh, which maybe is to shield us from the aliens that we're building a space force to protect us against too. Again, Who knows? with the, um, incredible use, you know, like, uh, this this whole week has been like one exercise after another and trying to distract from this horrible thing that they're doing because they realize they're getting an intense amount of blowback from pe- right rightfully so it turns out if you do something that is deliberately inhumane in which uh, the whole rest of the world condemns you for it like most right thinking people you know th- th- and that's another thing like w- here's the problem when we get to the end of the shit when trump's term is over uh whether he finishes out his term uh whether he's impeached whatever when we get to the end of this, we have a huge fucking problem. And that is, there is a significant portion of this country that not only supports this, but is cheering it on as if, like, this absolutely inhumane treatment of I'll, other I'll human beings. I'll go one further. Is, There's a significant portion of the population that thinks this isn't enough. Yeah. So uh, th- we have that whole thing to deal with. Like, that's always, I, I don't know how we get around that because there's always a sizable portion of loons in, like, any uh, society. Yeah. Um, we we used to call them the village idiot though, and they didn't really fucking do anything except for sit in the bar and get drunk and maybe fall off their yeah, bike on the way home. I mean, but uh, like I don't know. When we get done with this, we're we're gonna have to deal with the fact. Like regardless, we have to deal, we have to with, deal the with the fact, with the fact that, that, that the drunks riding their bikes home are the ones in charge of our fucking country right now. Not only that, but uh, and you're like, well, it's all gonna be Trump. Like that's gonna be, I think, the worst thing that comes of this. If we do impeach Trump and try to pretend like Trump is the sole person to blame, he's not. We have a whole sizable portion of the of country that voted for him. Forty-four percent of the population are to blame, or at least the voting population. Yeah, that's not true. Uh, it, it's less than that. Well, voting population, which actually knocks it down to like less than a quarter, if yeah, I recall like my stats, is less than half of the country voted uh, on this last election. Uh, damn. Uh, that sucks. But anyway, um, we have to deal with the fact that we also will have an entirely corrupt Republican Congress who will stand idly by and do jack and shit about mm-hmm. his multiple impeachable offenses. Okay. Like we're, we're way past the point um, where we're like dancing around impeachment. He should be impeached several times over. Uh, I'm going to take the floor on this one too and, and talk uh, about. Yes, the House recognizes Speaker Matt. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about our executive order, um, that our, uh, POTUS so magnanimously signed the other day. Um, so here's the deal. Everybody said the Democrats asked for an executive order, which I guess Chuck Schumer may may have said all it takes is your pen and whatever. Um, what he was not asking for, however, was an executive order that does nothing for the kids that have already been taken from their parents and actually allows these people to be held indefinitely. Yeah. So the whole thing is a big old which gigantic I think was the end game. I think the I think this was the end game the whole time because here's the thing: if the Republicans really wanted to end this, uh, they could. And here's why. Because they fucking control Congress. 
if they wanted to pass a bill, a real bill and legitimately enact a new law or, or repeal an old law, they have the power to do it. Even if the Democrats don't work with them, they can still do it. Yeah, so that's Obama got Obamacare passed with zero Republican vote votes. It, that, it can be done. That's the other thing here, too, is, do you know that, you know, if only somebody would do the hard legwork here and, like, write the bill and uh, get it, you know, somewhere. And, oh, wait, no, 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 sorry, somebody did. Uh, and it, it got zero Republican support in the Senate. Uh, 49 Democrats, all 49 Democrats supported the bill. Uh, zero Republicans did. Th- uh, lots of Republicans did go on TV and say how this is egregious and something has to be done, but none of them would dare actually uh, commit to doing anything realistic, like actually supporting a bill that could end the thing. Um, so anyway, th- that's another whole thing. Like, th- th- there's just this massive amount of gaslighting uh, happening from the White House, as in uh, the White House trying to make you believe it's crazy. So, like, you have uh, Nielsen coming out and saying, like, we do not have a child uh, a policy of separating children from par- parents, period. Um, Except you do. And then next week, her drafting the executive order that ends said policy. We have Trump saying, look, I- I'm sorry, my hands are tied. I got to follow the law that this-, this is a democratic policy that blah, blah, blah. I- except for it wasn't, this didn't happen under Obama. Uh, it didn't happen uh, up until like two months ago when he changed the thing by basically calling. Uh, uh, it-, it also is the whole thing of like uh, multiple parties of his cabinet uh um we had jeff sessions we had steve miller going on and talking about how like this is the exact secretary kelly going on and 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 saying this is exactly the plan this will deter immigrants from coming to this country um and this is the exact exactly the intended outcome and then this week you know of course we can't do anything because this policy that doesn't exist uh, we can't possibly change uh uh you know without some uh issue and then they did exactly that uh, or you know without congress's approval and then they changed it without congress's approval the policy that didn't exist that they definitely weren't doing that that definitely was the democrats fault that didn't exist under democratic rule and whatsoever but that you know anyway well, I, I don't know maybe i'm losing this it is, no this is i don't think i am me. i'm not losing it this it's, is the it's thing a, to me. the whole white house i the idea that we're even pointing fingers about something like this just absolutely fucking repulses me because honestly, um, you know, it didn't happen before. If it had, we would have noticed. Um, when we did notice, everybody was like, Hey, uh, maybe That's fucking fucked. stop doing yeah. this. Uh, and it doesn't matter who drafted the original bill. If it was the Democrats, fuck them. If it's the Republicans, fuck them. It just needs to stop. On That's- the one hand, this is like one of the, uh, um, I hope that this is going to be a defining moment for us in a positive way. Like, and again, this is a very, very anecdotal, non-scientific thing at all. But, you know, like I use Twitter and I got to say, I follow a lot of, you know, politically minded people, especially in the Trump era, people that didn't used to be like when I started following them weren't politically minded, but they are now. And, you know, they would occasionally tweet some Trump, uh, you know, some political stuff. This week, though, it has been balls to the wall. Everything is about this sort of absolutely everybody is condemning this behavior uh, uh, in I've, except for 49 congressmen yeah 49 uh, 51 congressmen 51 congressmen, unfortunately yeah, except for 51 congress people congress critters uh they scurried out from under their dark light just long enough to say yeah fuck those kids um and then and then uh or under the rock i guess um so there's that but you know on, on the plus side it does seem like there there's a sizable portion of the country that is just like waking up to the realities and the dangers of what this administration could do and oh, yeah. is all doing, this all this uh, coming off the heels of um the united states uh absolutely backing out of a fucking u.n 
uh, deal that the human rights. Yeah. The human rights council, I think is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're like, yeah, no, we're, we're good over here. We're going to put some kids in internment camps. It doesn't seem like that really meshes with the whole human rights thing. Yeah. So we're going to have to, we're going to have to take a pass on this one, guys. Yeah. Um, Sorry. We'd like to come, but, uh, you know, it it turns out, uh, I'm a little strapped this week, so I can't really bring the punch. Busy bringing back concentration camps. Yeah. Uh, Uh, welcome to circa 1940s Germany everyone hey here's another thing um this isn't america's first brush with it, uh, concentration camps internment camps if no you will. we did it to the japanese we too. did it to the japanese and here's another nice little factoid uh we've eclipsed that uh the the camps that we're currently enacting will house more uh Im- immigrants uh th- and asylum seekers than we did uh with the japanese i want to know i want to know how we throw up internment camps for undocumented immigrants and flint michigan still doesn't have water I mean, because people don't care about brown people unless they can do something shitty to them. Uh, so, um, and so, and that applies in both. I think Flint's highly, uh, heavily African American population, and you know, we the, the immigrants that are coming are generally not white people. Because if they were white people, I have zero doubt in my mind that this would not be as much of a news article. Because the sizable portion of the population that is being a complete fucking dick about it would not, because they'd be like, oh well, I, I thought you, I thought you meant the other kind of immigrants. Uh, but if you're those kind of, you know, my kind of people, then we're cool. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Less depressing news. Um, sort of, this is, we, we haven't, we haven't stopped any Norwegians at the border, have we? I, you know, I, I, I did not see the thing that was missing actually was I did not see any white kids or white people under those blankets. No Scandinavians. No Scandinavians. And the thing is, you know, like, don't get me wrong. I don't think anybody's fleeing Norway. They're like, fuck this hellhole where I get education and have a uh, reasonable standard of living. I'm going to America. Uh, and hopefully I can buy a house someday if I save my money for the next 40 years. Um, I don't think that's the case, but I do think there's definitely white people coming into this country. Like, I, 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 there are, you know, sizable portion, portions of, uh, certain countries that are both predominantly white and also economically much poorer than we are. So I have a feeling that those people, there are some people that are white that are sneaking in too. It's curious though how you don't see any of them. Yeah. Uh, much like you might have noticed how none of the photos released by the government or anybody basically at this point has shown any females, no girls. Apparently, there are no Mexican girls if we're to uh, believe the narrative which the White House is portraying. Those actually all get shipped directly to the White House uh, for Trump. Probably. Um, so yeah, that, that's, there's a lot of fucked up levels of this. It's like a fucked up onion. You just peel one layer and you find another fucked up layer. It's, it's a very, it's a very bad layer. Um, anyway, I want to move on from this topic because I'm getting mad and I think I'm crossing into the point where it's not going to be fun anymore. (laughs) Wait, this is fun. This is fun because this is a nice story. Now we're going to talk to talk about Roseanne. This is a nice story of comeuppance. Um, so, guys, I'm gonna, and I got I'm another. Gonna, I got another tangent. I want to go off on, on the Roseanne on. thing. I'm yeah, going to preface. The, I'm going to preface this real quick by saying um, it's 2018, and if you don't understand why it's not okay to equate a black person with a monkey, um, you probably have never, ever, ever heard the term civil rights. Uh, Martin Luther King Jr. You understand. Everybody understands. Everybody knows it was fucking insane, which is why there was some comeuppance in the story, because this is probably one of the most overtly racist things I've seen. And that's even in the era of Trump. Although he, he has been, you know, there's been so many things that Trump has done that is, that is so overtly racist that it's amazing that we're even still using like coded language. Like, so some racially charged things. No, he didn't. He said some fucking racist shit. So anyway, Roseanne, same thing. 
Um, she tweeted, uh, this is old news at this point, so I don't think I need to rehash the story. Uh, she tweeted a racist thing, uh, Valerie Jarrett plus Muslim Brotherhood equals, uh, um, Planet of the Apes or something yeah. like that. Or Planet of the Apes plus Mu- Muslim Brotherhood equals, um, Valerie Jarrett, VJ. Yeah. Um, so that's weird for a lot of reasons. Number one, I don't know if she knows this, but Valerie Jarrett isn't in the thing anymore. She's not there. She, she was right. in Obama. That's, right. that's gone. That's done. Like, it's like how Trump kind of keeps wanting to make everything about Hillary Clinton. Guys, Hillary didn't win. She didn't win. She's not the president. She's not anything right now. She's She's, just chilling. She's she's just making money. Occasionally, she tweets something like, hey, maybe we shouldn't lock the children away from their parents indefinitely. Occasionally, she tweets something, you know, so incredibly inhumane. Don't get me wrong. I think she would eat the kids if given half a chance. It's Hillary Clinton. But... I, I think she'd be sated after the first couple. Yeah, probably. I don't think it'd be quite think as big of a deal. Camps of them. No, I don't think. I she... think she just has her her fucking people pluck one or two as soon as they come over the border. <laughs> and and I don't. You know, that's the other thing. I don't think she's racially dominated on this. I think I think she could probably just pick you know a kid out of any oh, she'll old lineup. A white kid too. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's... She's not like she white me, dark me, whatever. She's yeah. she's down. She's dude, cool, dude. Uh, yeah, we've gone too far. Um, <laughs> That's not racist. Uh, I mean, it is incredibly insulting to Hillary Clinton, who uh, gets a bad rap. But no, she's, I think, got her heart mostly kind of in the right place. Eh, well, at least, mean, when, at least when it's more politically opportune. Isn't her heart like in a box somewhere? So the thing is with Hillary Clinton is that I would never come, <laughs> uh, come, uh, come out and say that she's like overly empathetic or too caring about people. Uh, uh, but I would come out and say like there are lines that she will not cross that uh, Trump will uh, just saunter right over. Well, um, no, no, I'll, I'll go you one better. I think she'll cross those lines. She just won't do it while you're staring directly at her. I, you know, I don't even think that's the case. Like, um, she's been in the public eye I, for I don't a very long racist. time, and she's definitely made some very politically. Uh, um, like, I think the thing is, she's more, a polarizing figure. She's an opportunist. More, yeah. I think, is the issue, and that's that's the thing. You can't necessarily trust her because she's going to go the way the wind's blowing. But I do think deep down she does have a core set of morals, and I don't think that this is ever anything we would have to uh, even approach the idea of. Uh, it, with a Hillary Clinton presidency, it just wouldn't have happened. Just period. Just full stop. None of this shit would be happening. Um, there'd be some other shady st- stuff, probably. I, I mean, I'm just guessing. I don't think yeah. she's a squeaky clean I, I don't, figure. She's but, not trustworthy by any means. Um, in but terms it would be of, more like backward, backhanded deals with um, you know uh, oil companies and shit like that. Uh, yeah. Um, but it, it, she'd have the dignity. She, here's the thing: Hillary Clinton would have the dignity to hide some of these things from us instead of like appointing an Exxon lawyer <laughs> and and then uh, hiring a, a Verizon lawyer to or appointing an Exxon uh, CEO, uh, CEO yeah. to you know what is he sec sec energy? Well, energy he's sec- no, he was Secretary of State. He's not. Oh, there he's anymore. gone now. Yeah, that's right, Sec State. Um, and uh, or you know, say appointing a Verizon lawyer to the FCC, the governing body for telecommunications companies in the united yeah. states yeah yeah it wouldn't be so overt up. about it oh, anyway we're um, burying the lead on so this one fucking roseanne hard. is a racist yes um, and surprising ABC, nobody nobody at all is surprised by this abc abc was just like well that's the highest rated show we've had in a really long time but fuck her it's done oh yeah um so yeah they they de- they definitely canceled her show although um i guess this just this week it has been confirmed that um a new show entitled The Connors, will premiere uh, possibly this fall, uh, starring everybody but Roseanne. 
Yeah, I'm actually kind of down for the, this. I think, um, I don't know if we, this is happening. I don't think we talked about this uh, before. I definitely talked with my wife about it. And see, like, the one thing that pissed me off about this is that, like, Roseanne absolutely deserves, like, full blacklisting. Like, just never, nobody of any reputation should ever deal with her again. Um, she's been a kook for a f- long fucking time, which we can go deep on the whole QAnon angle and all that well, kind of stuff. Well, let's, let's, let's just be honest. Roseanne's not a patriot. Uh, she's a Trump supporter. Um, no, she's just a straight up kook. It, like, it's, it's the not- things, she's not being she's not being blackballed because of her political affiliations she's being blackballed because she's a goddamn racist she yeah she's a racist and and just she is a fucking batshit crazy just like kooky person like i think my favorite piece about the story is how um the next day she tweeted an apology and talked about how she shouldn't tweet after she's taken her xanax and the xanax reps were like well racism isn't a side effect of yeah xanax. it was ambient ambient, ambient but yeah, yes ambient. basically the same thing sorry uh, that that was the the best shade I thought I I have seen from the whole thing. Like, uh, yeah. Ambien has been never never been known to cause racism. <laughs> yeah, I I had to. Yeah, the Ambien people really. I mean, you know, I'm not a fan of their particular product, but I am definitely a fan. It's like the Wendy's Twitter account. Like, it's uh, this is one of those things that you don't see every day. Yeah. Um. No, Wendy's Twitter account's fire. Uh, like that definitely worth a follow. Uh, you know, it's not even necessarily that it's worth a follow, but it, it, you will see Wendy's. Like, if you follow social media stuff at all, you will see their tw- Twitter pop up because they're funny. Um. So and anyway, they, and they like to interject themselves in the weirdest places. Yeah. So. Uh, so I, I particularly dug how the, like, immediately almost the reaction was here. And I don't know what they expected. Like, I, I honestly don't. Like, she, she all but came out and dropped the N-word, like, it, that level of racism. And I don't know how she expected to still have a career after that. Especially not when the, uh, CEO, or I, I don't know if that's her official title, but basically the president, you know, president, president of ABC right now, uh, the, the network, which of course aired Roseanne. Is a person of color. Is a person of color. Yeah. Uh, uh specifically a black person um so i don't know how she thought she was gonna get away with that when the person who signs her paychecks is uh um you know black and definitely not gonna like she's not like there's nobody out there that's like oh man maybe she meant that in a different way everybody's like that but they're, they're the the last people in the world who are gonna be like like believe that there's any sort of uh anything but ill intention here are, are going to be black people who are basically this is another thing that i've uh one of the interesting side effects is i've, I've listened to a lot of different podcasts and a lot of different things lately uh specifically with people of color and talking about all the different issues we're coming across in america and one of the things that i that i i that's been really eye-opening for me is a totally white dude who uh does not have to deal with these kind of problems is they're just like yeah fuckers uh it's been this way for a long time like lots of people have been shitty for a long time they just usually are a little bit more covert about it now with their you know emboldened to do all the shitty things that they've been uh trying and and you know succeeding to do just quieter before um so yeah i don't i don't think there's anybody out there specifically not the president of abc who's also black who's gonna be like oh yeah maybe she did have the ambient and the ambient does cause the racism it's that's not really what happens it's not really a thing um so yeah she got totally owned blackballed deservedly so i'm i'm i was happy about this because um there's been a lot of racist shit going on in America this last year or two, and a lot of it has been basically unanswered in terms of any real consequence. So it's kind of nice that there is, I think, I think here's the thing. I think people, you know, for the first year, year and a half, were like, we gotta, I don't know, maybe we'll give this a shot. Maybe they didn't really mean it that way. You, you know, maybe Trump's not trying to be such a giant dickhole. 
you know, maybe maybe we just got to let him, you know, learn how to be president a little bit, you know, that kind of thing. Maybe we just got to let these people get some of this out of their chest. We got to understand these people. You know, they voted for Trump for a reason because they were alienated by blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, you don't. We don't. We didn't. We weren't like, hey, Nazis, buddy, you want to come over here, have a beer, just kind of talk it out. Uh, tell, yeah. tell us, you know, I'm sure it's the economic anxiety is why you want to kill all the Jews. Uh, that's the thing, right? Economic anxiety? Is that the coded message we're using for racism these days? Okay. No. Uh, we were just like, nope, fuck it. We're not dealing with that. Like, that's, you know, even, even a hundred years ago or whatever, uh, not a hundred years, don't, don't at me. Um, we were like, uh, could not deal with that shit. Uh, so, uh, it's nice to see some backlash finally where people are sort of like getting tired of this shit real quick. Like, that's 2018 in a nutshell for me so far is like, we're tired of this shit already. Like, so anyway, let's move on. Should have been tired of it a long time ago, but you know, it is what it is. It would have been nice if we were tired of it in 2016. Yeah. Um, in other Specifically news, late 2016. In other news, though, Donald Trump seems to have watched Starship Troopers, uh, two weeks ago. Yes. Would you like to know more? <laughs> uh, cause, uh, apparently we're getting a space force. That, guys, I, I cannot really drive this point home enough. I can't really get this out there. This, this isn't, this isn't the onion. The, the, Matt, Matt is not, he didn't just make that shit up right there. <laughs> he wasn't just like, uh, I don't have, have a space force. That, that's it. That's the thing. Trump announces that we're having a space force and we're bringing NASA back, uh, to much to the surprise of NASA, who's just been like, where have we been all this time? I, Bob, what have you been up to? I, you know, I'm at my desk doing NASA things. Uh, no, I, apparently we're being brought back, I guess. Uh, yeah. Is this the pocket dimension? Um, uh, maybe yeah. maybe he means they're going to get funding. No, he doesn't mean that. He doesn't mean that. Uh, see, I can only assume that the tinfoil blankets on the refugee kids uh, are connected to the Space Force somehow. Dude, I think we probably got donated to those by some, like, aliens taking pity on us. And Trump was like, yeah, we need to fight those fucking immigrant aliens because uh, we can't let them into our goddamn country. You know, here's the thing. Everybody was all talking about how uh, we can't militarize space because we have an agreement with the U.N. Um, and I'm like, well, that's the thing is I don't necessarily know that we do have an agreement with the U.N. anymore. Yeah, the other thing is Americans uh, will kind of militarize the fuck out of whatever we want. We do that. Like, that's the yeah. thing. Like, uh, there's no stopping our military um, from growing because that's the only thing Americans do seem to really care about is uh, complete military dominance. So, I mean, I mean, there's nothing to fight in space, though. So there's that, at least for now. I mean, give it time. I'm that, sure uh, we'll fucking piss somebody off. That probably um there there's resources in space though and like that and that's the thing going forward I think is that that will be an interesting thing. You would think you would think with the vastness of space um even the limited amount of it we can access there is enough resource that we will not have to fight over it but well, I think we're still gonna. And it's like it's like I don't want to I don't want to I'm not I don't want it to come across like I'm siding with Trump because I'm absolutely not but like I think it's kind of asinine for the UN to be like you can't militarize space or you can't um you know because Space is, well, let's face it, it's fucking infinite. Um, so you can't really just be like, well, this is hands off. Yeah, I, I, I don't At some think point, we're gonna, we're gonna fucking breach that barrier and. I, I think the, the, the only thing it will be is like, how pity is the thing? Like, we're gonna get up there and be like, this is my rock. And some other dude, you know, like China's gonna be like, fuck you, that's my rock. Uh, why don't you just have that rock over there? This is my fucking rock. What did I just say? Um, and then we're gonna fight over that for a while. And we'll be like, bitch, that's the moon. It's already got our flag on it. The good news is, um, there, you know, th this is the other thing. Like, this is a, 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 as silly as it is, it's an entirely distracting thing because our space program is entirely gutted right now. And right now, basically, the only hope we have of any sort of like, uh, command of space oh, is fucking SpaceX. Trump literally private enterprise because, uh, Trump, Trump fucking flat out admitted that like he wasn't going to fund it through NASA and that somebody else would do it and he would find a way to take credit for it. So. 
Like he I said mean, that in a speech. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to suddenly fund a whole bunch of money through NASA. And so I think more likely is that like he's going to try to strike a deal with a private enterprise. And I, I don't know. Elon, Elon can be a little nuts, but I, I don't think that's in Elon's mission statement. Like, I, I don't think this is the type of thing that, you know, very, very clearly, like Elon Musk is passionate about a, a, Dude, a few things. And one of them is become an interplanetary species. And I don't think that he's going to look at Trump and be like, yeah, that's how I get there. Uh, no, I think, I think, I think Musk's endgame is like, well, Trump's president. Uh, I guess space. Yeah. See, <laughs> see you guys. We're fucking out of here. Um, you know, we we actually had this shit done for a while, but we we figured you know we could milk it a little bit longer. For a while. Yeah. <laughs> but nah, nah, sign us up. We're taking off. Um, yeah. Uh, so by the way, the whatever show will be moving to space. Yes. Uh, pretty soon. Whatever is space, um, the final or frontier. Um, all right. Well, let's let's um uh, let's go off script a little bit before we hit the the reviews. Um, let's talk WWE a little bit. Okay. Um, so in recent weeks, uh, WWE has inked a deal with Fox, um, which will bring SmackDown in the fall of 2019 to Fox. Um, this was ingenious on Rupert Murdoch's part because he kind of really stroked, uh, Vince's ego and was like, Hey, uh, NBC Universal kind of treats you guys like you're the bastard stepchildren and we're going to give you attention. Yeah. Um, so basically, um, come over Fox, here, Vince. Tell me who hurt you. Fox, um, in addition to, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Tell us, tell us where Comcast touched you. Yeah. Um, so basically Fox is going to be giving, uh, SmackDown a two hour time slot on Fox, mm-hmm. um, which will bring it back to network TV. I'm, I'm almost positive. I don't think it's going to be on Fox Sports one, uh, on a cable channel. I think it's going to be network. I think so. When I, I when, the last I remember hearing about the negotiation was they would be moving to network, which is like a huge deal because, um, as much as I don't watch terrestrial TV, um, I'm an outlier in that regard. And I think for probably, probably I'd guess for wrestling fans, there's still a lot of people who watch through cable and so on. And I think there's a lot, lot more people who increasingly are watching through uh dish and, or not dish, but antennas and shit like that. Yeah. And so if you Especially suddenly bring, it, bring it onto uh network TV, I think that has the potential to be huge for them. Uh, yeah. Um, it's been, it was, it was on network TV for 10 years and then it, and then it moved, uh, and I think that puts so. it uh, um, from WWE's standpoint. I think that puts them in a better bargaining situation for what it comes to what what uh, what they do the next time they have to negotiate where Raw goes. Um, I, I think they. I think that's a done deal. They stayed with uh, NBC Universal for that. Oh, one. for real? Yeah. Okay, so that'll be interesting. Maybe they're just kind of testing the waters then, because uh, you know, I would think, or you know, maybe it could be that they want to do the you know out there wacky shit on Raw. And when I say wacky, I mean just like the go edgier, you know, than uh, they. I don't know because of investors. Investors make that really difficult these yeah, days. Yeah, but... and see, the other thing too is I can't see them divorcing the brand so much that it's like a completely different show on whatever tra- channel it's on. So no, we've done that before it didn't work uh so anyway um in addition to that they're getting um they're gonna get um advertising advertising for smackdown across all um sports events shown on fox so that'll be interesting uh when you're watching the world series that year and you're getting uh, a fucking splash for wwe smackdown in the middle of it yeah um and a one-hour studio show i believe on fox sports one uh weekly which would be interesting as well yeah i don't know i think this is going to be a good move especially for the wwe i think i think uh getting just they need more eyeballs and i think like i think that people i think the thing with wwe is like most people aren't going to be like yeah i'm into that but most people will get into that like yeah i think i think the thing is it's a gonna lot be more like, people watch it than admit to it 
Exactly. I think it's, it is kind of like the, uh, Taylor Swift of, of, of its, of its, you know, thing, which is to say that a lot more people will, that will listen to Taylor Swift than will admit listening to Taylor Swift. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. Um, this is, this is, uh, I think gonna be a good move. Um, it's not yet been talked about about the, um, delay between when the show airs and when it will hit the WWE network. I, though I would assume, um, WWE obviously wants that gap to be as small as possible, so that was probably a negotiating piece as well. Yep. Um, also in WWE news this week, um, if you're big cast, you're looking for work, apparently. Um, Enzo, you know, has Enzo and cast. Uh, it's funny because somebody was tweeting a picture of a book, uh, about WWE a couple, uh, not even a couple of years ago, a year ago. And they were talking about how, like, uh, fan favorite tag, tag division was Enzo and cast by a, a wide margin. When I started coming back into the product this last couple of years, um, that was definitely the tag team that I was interested in watching, even though, like, neither one of them were powerhouse wrestlers, but, uh, they, you know, like my favorite people to watch in the ring. Um, but they are some of my favorite wrestlers just because they get up to some shenanigans. Uh, what do we got over here? Yeah, and so the thing is, like, they're both gone now. Um, yeah. And so Cass is ouster, uh, rather unsumer- unceremonious on the part of the WWE. They simply said something along the lines of, he's released, and fuck off. Uh, normally not really, but- normally they, they will wish them well on all future endeavors, and they did not do that in this case, which no, is pretty they're conspicuous. Just like, yeah, peace out, Beats Sprout. Um, um, turns out it's because WWE doesn't really have any kind of tolerance for people that, you know, put their hands on women. Yeah, it seems like there's a lot of rumor uh, that uh, uh, Cass was getting all up on Carmella. Yeah, they were together for a long time. Yeah, and uh, um, they they actually had to be separated by like the Usos and a couple of other guys uh, yeah, backstage. Some he he apparently was trying to uh, ask her for forgiveness and and uh, it, from the sounds of it, like begging her to get back together. Um, and then when she said they were never ever ever getting back together. Um, and she tried to leave. Never, ever, ever. Apparently, he grabbed her to try and keep her from leaving, and that's when some of the other wrestlers backstage were like, like uh-huh. "I don't think that's gonna happen, buddy." Yeah. Um. So yeah, we, we. I don't know if we talked about this on on the show before, but we've definitely talked about this before. Cass gets a lot of heat in the back, uh, uh, um, the locker room for lots of other reasons. He's also notoriously a very loud Trump supporter, um, which these days it's becoming increasingly hard to do if you're in a room full of other people with either brains or hearts. Um. So no, or anybody who's not white. Um, so yeah, uh, no Moss Big Cass. Um, interesting, interesting news this week coming out of the Dub Dub. But uh, yeah, do you know. catch? Do you catch any Money in the Bank? I, I, I still gotta watch it. I still gotta watch it. I don't so. know. I, I saw the results. Um, I was really, really happy with how they chose to um, do the Alexa Bliss um, Money in the Bank slash Ronda Rousey versus Nia Jax. So um, spoilers for those of you who haven't watched it. Ronda Rousey had a match against Nia Jax for the uh, Raw Women's title at the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. The match took place, however, after Alexa had already won the Women's Money in the Bank match. Um, and it was actually super cool the way they did it because they had Alexa cash in that night. Um, she caused a disqualification, so Ronda Rousey technically won the match by DQ. And then Alexa cashed in, pinned Nia she gets her championship back. Ronda looks strong because she still won the match um, and just didn't get the title through no fault of her own. Um, and they got the belt off of Nia, which I think that experiment hopefully is over. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was a kind of a smooth play on their part. Uh, also, you know what's interesting to me about this? We're just, that's the notable thing. We're talking about the women's division. I know. 
yeah. which is cool. It, it, that that seems that's a pretty um, it's a classic move, and I'm glad to see them employing it in the women's division because it also like it, it's a brilliant move, like in the, a lot of ways. Like there's a reason that the classics are the classics, and this is one I think because it manages to do everything that it needs to. It makes Alyssa get uh, Alyssa Alexa Alexa gets a ton of heel heat out of it. Um, Ronda still comes out looking strong. Uh, even Naya. Uh, it comes out looking strong because she only, you know, lost because she had just f- gone the whole match with, uh, Rhonda. Yeah. So, you know, there's a whole lot of argument. You know, it's just, it's, it's a perfect, it's good sort booking. Of, it's actually really good booking. It is really good booking. Like, and that's, that's something we've, um, you know, like, I think we've been complaining about, uh, WW for quite a while now is, uh, booking is sort of like falling by the wayside and there, that's really where everything's fucking up. So, uh, yeah, smooth, smooth on their part. I think, uh, money in the bank. I, I, uh, man, maybe I'll do it tomorrow. Um, I'm supposed to be getting the kid ready for, you know, barbecues or whatever, but maybe while I'm I'm barbecuing, I'll set up an iPad or something and watch uh, Money in the Bank. I mean, it's an option. Yeah. All right. Uh you want to you want to talk some other stuff? You want to grab a refill? What, what are we doing here? Um yeah, I could go for another beer. All right, let's let's hit that. Okay, we're back. Um so we're going to talk movies now. You want to go we can we can go anywhere you want. We with can this talk show. we can talk movies. Um right, so I mean, I can't. I didn't see any of this shit, but uh you can give me a little like rundown. Uh, you know, uh, let's start with Solo. Um so uh there's a few things. We already know by the point, especially when this is released that uh Solo sort of bombed a little bit at the box office. Don't get me wrong, it still made a lot of money. It just did not make nearly what you would expect for a Star Wars movie. It hasn't made Star Wars money yet. Yeah, I don't think this is a surprise. Everybody, everywhere, including this podcast, has been talking about how, like, eh, maybe I'll go see it, uh, sort of thing. This has been since the the, the announcement of this movie. Um, it has yeah. not received the marketing that any of the other Star Wars movies, I think, have. Uh, the marketing that it has received have, has been sort of lackluster uh, uh, in general. So I don't think it's a shock that the, that it didn't. Uh, honestly, uh, honestly, through. I think it had a couple things working against it. Number one, um, uh, nobody, nobody, uh, I think, saw Infinity War doing the numbers that it did as oh, quickly as I, it did. I, I, I don't know that that's true. Well, I, I mean, I don't want to say nobody saw it, but I, I, I think it's one of those things that you're like, yeah, I bet this movie makes two fucking billion dollars or whatever. Um, but then what it actually does, you're like, well, I'll be goddamned. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. It, it's kind of phenomenal when any movie does this. Um, this one, I'm not super surprised to see it turn in the numbers that it did because it is both a very, very good. Uh, so, yeah. it, and B, it is literally the culmination of 10 years worth of movies, uh, uh, that have been very, very good, especially in the recent past. So like, um, whatever your complaints are about the Marvel universe, you probably have to go back two years or more to find a, a movie that you didn't really dig. Um, right. it, at least that's my, my thing. Like I have to go back quite a, quite a ways to find a movie that I wasn't really into. Uh, and secondarily, they've been building this shit over 10 years. So even if the last couple of movies were kind of clunk- clunkers, I'd still be in it to win it on this one because like, uh, you got to see the ending. Like you yeah. just got to. Yeah. So that it doesn't surprise me at all that Infinity War pulled the numbers that it did. Um, although it is sort of surprising just from like a, holy shit, man, there's that much money in the world. Anybody, know, like, anybody that paid money to go see Thor the Dark World in the theater probably owes himself the, the pleasure of going to see infinity war at least three times um for sure you gotta you gotta like rinse get that taste out of your mouth like uh we did oh here's a funny story i don't know if we talked about this on the podcast uh, maybe we did and i've just forgotten but uh the other day um so jack my son um i've been trying to get him into this kind of shit for a long time and so like i understand both that i am the dad and i cannot just be like this is a cool thing you should enjoy because he'll immediately rebel against that like my kids are are both very all three really um but especially my older two 
are very, very much like they will figure their shit ah, out themselves. That's where the drunk uncle comes in, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, <laughs> both of my kids are very much they will figure things out themselves. Like, and I, and I get this because this is the type of kid I was too. Like, there is no amount of wisdom I can pass on to them. There's no amount of like, look, you see how everybody else likes this thing? You see how they all like it? See how a bunch of other cool people you like like this thing? There's no amount of, that I can do that. Simply that I put the idea in their mind, they immediately distrust it. Uh, so it's been very hard for me to get Jack into the MCU, but. I took him to Ragnarok. That's that's his first MCU experience. How, how here's the deal. Why do you even have to say anything? Like how come you don't just put like Iron Man on and then he's like That's what I fucking started motherfucking doing. Motherfucking Iron Man. That's what I fucking started doing. So I took him to see Ragnarok and he was like, Oh, that was a he loved that movie. He still he he watches that movie of his own accord. He'll set it up on a, his iPad. It's a circle, mate. Yeah. He he loves that freaking movie, um, and for all the right reasons. And then I took him to see Black Panther. And he was like, not as into Black Panther as he was into Ragnarok, which I get because Black Panther is He's quite a racist. More serious. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it's it. He doesn't like black people at all. I didn't want to <laughs> have to just call him out on the carpet. No, it's it's straight up because Ragnarok is just a fun movie. Compared, Ragnarok is especially a fun movie, and, and Black Panther is tonally a lot more serious. Exactly. So he likes he liked Black Panther quite a bit. Um, and when I did, I put it on the TV to rewatch, and he came sat down and he watched the whole movie with me. So he does definitely like that movie. And then I took him to see Infinity War, and now in his mind he's just like out of his fucking gourd it's like that's the coolest movie ever uh when is it funny he keeps asking me dad dad when does it come out on dvd when do we when can we get the movie when does it come out when does it come out he asked me like every week or two um when the movie comes out and i'm like dude it, it's not we got months like you just come back like w- when you forget to ask that's going to be when it comes out because it'll take that long august um, i think actually yeah i think the last i checked was september but i think Maybe at this point september. we don't truly know yeah. it's always you know well it'll probably hit digital in august and then and then like beginning of september is when it'll be like the the physical media right format, so, so what i've been doing now is so so now he, he, he's got his beak wet so he's like i want to i want to go i want to watch some of the other movies and so he's like well thor i i, I loved ragnarok let's watch the one right before that and i was like and you're like wah, 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 wah. and i was like i i kind of started him off and i was like yeah okay we can do that or let's watch one of these three movies. And he's like, no, I really like Thor. And I was like, yeah, buddy. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll just, we'll put it on. Uh, it's not, just to let you know, it's, it's quite a bit different from Ragnarok. I don't know if you're going to need dig it as much, but if you don't, it's cool. There's like a lot of movies that are, that are closer that you, you'll probably like. And so we put it on and I don't think either one of us made it 10 minutes. Like, honestly, I think honest to God, neither one of us made it past the 15 minute mark. Um, we both were like, I was bored out of my fucking skull and on Twitter within like 10 minutes for sure. And I think by 15 or 20 minutes, he was off playing Fortnite again. Um, so yeah, if you're Thor the Dark World, I just, I don't know what to tell you. It is a, it is just not a, there's nothing about that movie that I like in retrospect. Yeah. Um, at all. A little bit. And that's really sad because I'm a huge, I'm a huge fan of Natalie Portman. Um, I mean, not for nothing, but my daughter is kind of actually named after, um, like I, I straight up think though that like the, Taika Waititi could not be a bigger blessing on the universe. No, um, no. Uh, because of Taika Waititi and apparently Kevin Smith, uh, Ragnarok has a totally different tone yeah, and direction. I'm I'm super glad though that they managed to do that because with Thor when he's not taking himself too seriously and it, it's funny because there's that scene in Infinity War where he's like uh, talking about what he's lost and you sit and you think for a second you're just like well fuck man Thor's kind of got the worst end of this whole stick. Um, 
but that even lends to it like he's a god for god's sake like he it, the whole mythos is bettered by that whole reality and then the way that he delivers it is such a you know like i can't think of thor the old way like I, when i go back and watch the old thor movies it's it's just so like well that's not thor i don't and want the thing is, I don't is, want that thor. is what we got in ragnarok has been there the entire time just not in the actual thor movies and that's what's made it really depressing it's, it's straight up like a it's almost like a soft reboot. There's there's a little there's a little bit of the humor in in the first Thor, especially the part where him and um fucking uh Stellan uh or Kellen Skarsgård, Stellan Stellan Skarsgård, whatever. I think we should just stop now. Um, <laughs> I the Skarsgård. Yeah, that that when one. when they get drunk. Yeah, but even then, it's not it's not nearly like the um, it's it's not what you when you really see it is in the Avengers. And you start seeing a little bit of, of, of them playing off of him. And then, um, he, you get more of it in, in, um, Age of Ultron. And then. Yeah, I'll give you that one. You know, so there's, it's not like there's bad stuff. No, it, it, but, it, and that's the thing. Like, I think there's a, a few things working for them. Number one is that Hemsworth is actually a funny guy. Like, dude, he, he's got the chops to do com- uh, comedy. A lot um, of people, a lot of people really diss this movie, but I really enjoyed the, um, Ghostbusters reboot. Because of, because yeah. of, and what he's, he's a large part of why. In fact, um, Melissa McCarthy and Kristen Wiig, I, I don't even care if they're in the movie. Um, but you put him and, uh, fucking, uh, what's her name from, or the, uh, both of them from Saturday Night Live, uh, yeah. Kate McKinnon and, uh, God damn it, I can never remember her name. Neither can I. Shit. I feel bad about She's this. She's funny as hell, too. Um, she is funny, uh, which was actually kind of the worst part, because she took the brunt of the shit for that movie, I think, uh, yeah. when she was really not one of its weaker players. So No. No. I, it, the the crazy part is... Leslie? Is yes. it Leslie? Yeah, it's Leslie something. Um, God damn it. It's but, not Rose Leslie. She married Kit Har- Harrington today, by the way. What? Yeah, Rose Leslie. Uh, Igret. Uh, you know nothing, Jon Snow. They're yeah. they're like for real married in the no. I knew now. they were together. I just didn't yeah. know they they tied the knot. They did. Um, um, yeah, we're like Earth three or something like that. Um, or Westeros is Earth three. I don't know. One of the two. What? Alternate universe. Okay. Yeah. Uh, God damn. Do we still have another like year and a half for that show? Yeah, it's out? a long time still. Real long time. Although, I, uh, fuck you for making me watch it. Em- uh, Amelia Clark is already done. She's filmed all of her shit. She's out. Really? Yeah. She's peaced out, huh? Yep. Yep, yep, um, yep. I think there's going to be a lot of production work on that. Okay. And they'll probably come back for reshoots and shit like well, that, too. that's so. a good segue, actually, though, because uh, what's, what's funny about that is this is actually the first season that she's, like, legit actually bleached her hair for. Yeah. It's like, well, I don't know. It, like, I think we made a joke about that before, but, you know, kind of like, I don't know if this Game of Thrones thing is going to work out in season one. And then season three, it's, like, the biggest show on TV. And it's like, well, maybe, I don't know. And then four and five and then six is like holy god everybody in the world's talking about this show and then finally she's like all right i guess i'll do it hold the door what hold the door um Um, oh uh that's good segue though because she's in solo well done i did that on purpose totally uh (laughs) um all right so i watched solo and i am not going to spoil things although i want to really badly because you should just go see it but um so that that seems to be the crux of the thing. Like I've had very few people come out of the movie and say, "Oh man, it's hot garbage." And and it, it dude, it makes I went total into the sense. movie expecting it to be hot garbage. So okay, I'll set this up. We didn't know what to do for dinner one night because uh, I was off late enough that I didn't want to cook anything, and so we were just like, "Well, I guess we'll just go to Big Town Hero and we'll sit down and eat." some sandwiches and whatnot. It was just me and Casey and Natalie. This episode brought to you by Big Town Hero. Yeah. That's right. Come down, get a sandwich or whatever. We call them get heroes it. here. They're big, long meat boys. Get a duo. Love it. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway. Um, 
And we're sitting there, we're sitting there, and it's like it's just kitty corner from the movie theater, and we're looking at it, it's like, oh, Solo's playing, and it it was like Natalie had two days of school left. Yeah, right. So everybody's already checked out by that. point. Yeah, like what the fuck ever. So we're just, just like, do it. we're just like, ah, uh, maybe we'll go take her to see the movie. And I'm like, I don't know if you want to, you know. And normally it's a Star Wars movie, like I would have already seen it. Yeah. Um, but I was just like, I guess. I mean, I mean, thus far, I think we have pretty much seen all of the Star Wars movies like, opening weekend. Um, I did not see episode eight. Well, I did see it opening weekend. Yeah. 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 My bad. Um, so I was like, I was going to staple my testicles to a park bench, but I guess we can go see Solo. You know, <laughs> fine. If we have to. Um, and we came out of the movie and I looked at my wife and I was like, this is the best Star Wars movie nobody ever asked for. Yeah. Like, so I think that you. And, what I, and I don't mean that it was better than Rogue One. It's not. Um, it's different than Rogue One for sure. Um, but, but like that wasn't a Star Wars movie that nobody ever asked for to me. Like I've always wanted to see like the precursor to all see, that kind of stuff. I don't know that I have, but once the, like they sold me on the premise alone, like yeah, on yeah. the premise alone, I was like, oh, no, that's cool. I want to do that. Yeah. The, and, thing, and I, the thing with Han Solo is, and I, so, okay, there are two things that happen and these are spoilers, but Eddie already knows them. Um, and I'm not gonna. Do I? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Because we've talked about it on the show before. All right. So there's two things that I didn't want to see or didn't need to see. And that is Han Solo winning the Falcon. Okay. And Chewie and Han meeting the first time. Gotcha. I I know that they happened. Yeah. And having to see it flushed out on the screen was never a thing for me. It's like giving Wolverine or the Joker an origin. Like, it just, you didn't need to actually make it so linear. Yeah, that's fair. Um, they're just a thing that they're like a constant, like, uh, see like the speed of light. They just, you, you always understand that they exist and they are a thing in the universe and it's fine. Yeah. You do briefly see that in empire mm. and then you see it more afterward because they decided that what, what the fuck ever. But, um, anyway, yeah, I didn't need to see those things, but they were there and it didn't ruin it for me. Um, there was, there was some things that I really did enjoy, um, about it. Uh, that I can't talk about because they are absolute spoilers. Um, there is the return of a character, uh, that I was not expecting to see at all. Okay. Um, God damn it. It's so cool. All right. Okay. So here's the thing. I, th- I think you, you've had on a lot of points, uh, that I think kind of sum up why this movie hasn't done well. And I think it, okay. So the other thing, uh, we're going to talk about is, um, Disney's apparently like rethinking what they're going to do with the Star Wars universe uh, outside of the main trilogies now, um, because this movie did not perform well. Well, here's the thing. Um, Donald Glover and, uh, yes. fucking Aiden Emmerich or whatever his name is. I don't know. They signed three picture deals. So it'll be weird to see what they do. Yeah, I mean, they, they, there's always the, the possibility that Disney's just like, whatever, here's some money, go away now. Um, so the thing is, they, they've basically talked about how they aren't planning on doing, uh, um, or Disney's backed off of doing, um, throwbacks, basically, like, um, so, like, part of the, that, that here's the thing, like, and I don't mean to cut the, you off, but that's, that's what they say, but they've not actually officially been like, well, we're doing the Boba Fett movie, or we're doing the Obi-Wan movie. Like, they've not actually, committed to those things no, yet. but what they're saying is now so, like that's not gonna happen um and so it's a little bit unfortunate because like the obi-wan movie is literally the only one of these backstory things that i i want to see fleshed out a little bit more and everything else is just like i'm, I'm kind of just like no please don't touch it because it is a perfect thing and if you touch it it's just gonna ruin it like i'm still not the- gonna be satisfied until i see many bothans die to get the plans to the second death star okay fair um but like here's the thing like uh, the prequels is the perfect example of this. Like, 
you growing up as a Star Wars fan, especially with the expanded universe and having a little bit more idea of what like the, you get more and more hints about Vader and what his origin is and all that kind of stuff. And you're like, man, God damn it. I want to see that so bad on screen. And then we did. And it was terrible, straight up terrible. And so I think that's the thing for a lot of Star Wars fans is like, it's like Han Solo is a perfect character um, and doing anything uh, uh, only ha- with the character at this point only has the possibility of diminishing it. And so it's hard for, um, you know, it's, it's a hard sell going in. And so I think that's why you said it's, it's a, the Star Wars movie nobody asked for is because number one, nobody needs the backstory on Han Solo. Nobody needs to see this. And nobody wants to necessarily see like what the backstory is on it on, on Solo because he's a perfect character as is. And part of what makes him a perfect character is the mystery behind it. Uh, so giving him a lot of backstory could, could, uh, ruin it, uh, very likely will ruin it. Uh, and so that's the uh, second thing about this movie is that almost everybody I've heard talk about it comes out of it saying, oh man, that's a, that, that's better than I thought it was going to be. Um, and you know, I think a part of that is everybody going in with low expectations, but I think ultimately, uh, I think the movie's like 75 ish on Rotten Tomatoes. So it's not a bad movie. Um, no, it, I would go so far as to say that it's actually, it's a good movie. I liked yeah. it. Um, but see, like, here's the thing. Like, I think ultimately, like, it might be a, better than Rogue One, except for the fact that you wanted to see Rogue One. I, no, it's not. It's, I mean, it just isn't. But um, that's because they're so part of the part of the thing that they do um, is with Rogue One. None of the characters that we saw in that movie were were established characters, really. Gotcha. Um, whereas with Han Solo, like you have to fill shoes of people that you're used to seeing as those people, right? Which is another hard sell. Like when you've got such a like, it's one of the reasons that I'm so against doing a lot of reboots is because, uh, like the, the one that's come up many times on the show, I think, is the back the the potential of a Back to the Future reboot, which Robert Zemeckis has very clearly come out and said over my dead fucking body because I own all the rights to this movie and I will not in any way, shape, or form remake the goddamn thing. Um, um, well, there there was there was the um the brief uh, scare a couple weeks ago with the fake Michael J. Fox account on Facebook that was that was talking yeah. about back to the future four but but uh that's the thing like and that's part of the reason i don't want to see it rebooted is because michael j fox is like i don't want to see a new marty mcfly i don't it it, there's even if the person who does it does it incredibly well i'm still going to be thinking back to how like that's not a character that is deserving like that's not a reboot it's not batman it's not like a superhero that goes through iterations or something like that that i'm used to seeing rebooted over and over and again in the comic books and that's because and i don't want to see that with every single property that exists and and that's that's where i'm going to give this kid credit though is i i didn't see him as han solo um based on the previews i was like that kid doesn't even really look like harrison ford um so that kind of bothers me a little yeah, so I wasn't totally sold on that kid as Solo, um, just because of the fact that he didn't really look like Harrison Ford. But I developed a, a pretty hardcore appreciation for him over the course of the movie because when you look at him and you see him standing, like anytime the the camera's wide on him and it shows him standing like in a group, he fucking stands just like Harrison Ford did as Han Solo when he was younger and whatnot. Like he paid attention. And, to... and did everything he could. Yeah, good. Um, the other thing too is Ron Howard definitely, um, def- definitely uh, brings a little bit of Han Solo back to Han Solo that uh, George Lucas took away from us with the special editions. Yeah, good. Um, okay, and well, I won't go. I won't go further than that, just because look, it's not like I'm not going to go see this movie. I think I may have kind of screwed myself out of seeing it in the theaters. Is it still playing around here? 
they still had it at AMC when I was there watching Jurassic World. All right, so maybe I'll go. I don't know. I don't have time this weekend, but maybe I'll go see it soon. Um, um, it would be nice. I hope so. But if not, you know, it's not like I'm not going to catch it. I think I'm going to like it. The the thing that's interesting mostly to me is that. Um, well, two things. Number one is I think Disney is going to have to come out of this learning. Like there are certain things we just don't want you to touch. Like even if it turns out that this movie is great, I, I and I and don't get me wrong. At this point, I think I'm going to walk out of this movie saying, "Wow, that that was actually pretty good." Um, but I think there's just certain things that Disney has to learn that like we just don't want them to touch at this point. And yeah. secondarily, I think whatever the case is, I don't think they marketed this movie well or practically at all. Like, no, no, it had. It's it surprising had how I hadn't seen fucking anything until you know practically so the movie was. This out. is this is the other thing that I think it had working against it. Number one. It wasn't one of the it wasn't one of the things that fans were like, yeah, you should totally do that. Um, if anything, I would have actually almost given it more of a chance because of Rogue One. Yeah, but then they didn't market it at all. And then the other thing too is it's only six months after Episode Eight, which was not well received by a great many people. Um, I, I do think that's so. I think those two things. I think those two things really worked against it. I think had they waited until December to do a December release like they have with the rest of them. I think it might have gotten a little bit more traction. Little, yeah, that, I think you're probably not wrong about that. Uh, speaking of, there is a contingent of people on Twitter who want to remake The Last Jedi. Um, they want to just redo the movie. They just start over. Just never mind. We'll just rewrite the thing and do it over. Uh, Ryan All Johnson, I got to say about that is those little bitches uh, got to wait in line because I've been asking to redo the prequel trilogy for a lot longer. <laughs> so here's the funny thing. Like uh, Ryan Johnson was just basically like, yeah, do it. 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 They, they, Ryan, I think Ryan and many other people uh, have looked at this and said, yeah, go ahead. You bunch of amateurs redo the movie. I bet you could totally do better, uh, which is kind of a funny thing. Like, don't get me wrong. Last Jedi is not. Um, it's not prequel bad. It's in fact, it's not even bad. It's not even bad. I I like the movie. Okay. Um, my I'm, my problem with that movie was not even the story necessarily. It was character development and what they did. It's it's in context with it's it's Luke's character. I just I, I they pissed me off with how they just erased any bit of character progression he had and. Yeah, so I have a lot of problems with the movie, which I'm not going to go deep down the hole about, but it was really funny, like, the idea that, like, you're going to read... Number one, there's no universe in which they remake The Last Jedi. Guys, it's not going to happen. There's no universe. Like, it's funny to me that there's a there's always fan communities that are doing shit like this, uh, that are like, oh, God, we just got to read... You know, like, no, it's not going to happen. Nobody's going to be like, well, I know The Last Jedi just came out last year in this canon in one of the biggest movie trilogies of all time, but sure, you bunch of fucking amateurs, go ahead, remake it, we'll just... We'll slot that one in and we'll pretend like it never happened. Um, Well, it's such a goobery thought that it's ridiculous. And and Um, if Disney was ever going to entertain the idea of redoing anything, it would it would have to be the fucking dumpster fire that was the prequel trilogy anyway. Which I'd almost guarantee Lucas has a writer in the whole cell contract that they can't touch. Um, Yeah, who knows? Which is also like they're handling the smarter way, which is to say that they just don't talk about it. Um, Guys, I really, really work hard on on these movies and I'd prefer if you didn't remake any of them. Yeah. Okay, you can remake the movies, but all the parts with Jar Jar say in. Just don't touch the Jar Jar parts. Also, I fucking hate sand. So if you remove any of those lines, I just no, no. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Sorry, I don't. My my George Lucas is a little bit more Kermit the Frog a lot of the time, but you know, yeah, a little bit. Hey ho! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, the remake's not happening, but I, I think that's the thing for Disney to walk away with this it, thinking about is that um, the Star Wars universe is a big fucking place. 
big fucking place. It's driven largely by the fans. So if the fans are screaming out, like, please God, let Ewan McGregor re- reprise his role and play an Obi, play Obi-Wan, then maybe you should listen to that. Or just do something else. Because we'd be slightly disappointed, but we'll only be more disappointed if you manage to fuck a beloved character. So yeah. I, th- I think the thing for me is, Star Wars-wise, uh, and this is why this is one of the chief positives that I've heard about The Last Jedi, is that it does sort of branch out from like... And look, I'll give you, The Force Awakens, I've said this for a long, long time now. Um, the Force Awakens was a bit of an homage to Episode 4. Um, it was it was a deliberate take and rehashing of a lot of the themes in Episode 4 that was done on purpose because they wanted to get you back into Star Wars. And so I think we came out at the time saying like, yeah, I want to see them to branch off a little bit and go do something else. It turns out Last Jedi isn't quite what I wanted them to do. Like, that's not quite where I wanted them to go with the story. But it gives what not to do. Yeah, but also like it's not it's not a bad movie. It's no. just not exactly what I wanted them to do with the thing. Uh, um, and, I, I, and don't get me wrong. Here's the thing about being a critic: I don't have to know what I want. I just know that that wasn't the thing that I liked. Um, I, as I much think, as I, I think, have. as long as Episode Nine doesn't, uh, there, there's a couple key mistakes that they could make with Episode Nine. Um, if Episode Nine starts and Ray has already trained like a Legion of Jedi, that's a bad thing. Yeah. Um, if Hux and Kylo Ren have figured out how to actually pilot a sun and use it to destroy other things, that's possible. <laughs> that would be a bad thing. I I don't know. I, I have honestly no idea where we're going at this point because the the, the next movie JJ takes back over and maybe he's just be like, hey, uh, actually the Knights of Ren uh, that we're we're totally going to actually expand on that. And uh, here's amazing. the thing about the parents and all the stuff we set up in Episode Seven. Um, so. The thing is, like, generally speaking with Star Wars, is I think the safer route for them to take, and probably the better route from a storytelling point of view, is go off the beaten path a little bit. Like, there, there's... Here's the thing. Star Wars is the setting that I enjoy. There's a lot of lore and mythos in the universe that, that is fun that you could explore. There's a lot of expanded universe stuff that a whole bunch of fucking nerds would be really happy to see on screen. But the other thing is, like... Like, we just like the Star Wars universe. You can tell similar stories. You can tell stories set in that universe. It's kind of like a skin you can well, put on I, any and I good think story. That's the trilogy that they're giving Ryan Johnson, I think, is going to do exactly that. And I think he'll, I, I think he'll be fine with that. Um, that's when it, when it comes down to it, like, Star Wars, the original trilogy is the hero's journey, which is the oldest fucking story known to man. Uh, it's just with a, a nice space skin on it. And so, like, I think you can do that in a lot of ways. Um, you can tell lots of Star Wars stories in in the universe that end up being uh, really really fun. For example, this is one of the things I really really liked about Rogue One. It it was not a typical Star Wars story. It was a story of sacrifice. Uh, nobody wins. Uh, it, well, people win sort of, but there's a lot of casual damage. They accomplish their uh, mission at the yeah. cost of literally fucking everything. Yeah, there's a lot of cra- collateral damage. I was going to say casual damage, um, which is like, hey, whatever, blew that thing up. Uh, but uh, it was a- me. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of collateral damage in that movie, uh, but ultimately leads to what we know to be the next, you know, trilogy of movies that was cool. But it, 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 it's a very different sort of movie in tone and feel than any of the rest of the Star Wars movies. And I like that. I, I really like that about that movie. So I, I do more of that, please. So, Go do, it doesn't have to be even like Rogue One. It doesn't have to be a tragedy story. It doesn't have to be, you can do a whole bunch of shit in the Star Wars universe that is not just like rehashing characters we already know and, and, you know, you know, that kind of thing. One one thing that I will say that Solo did for me was um, it convinced me that I needed to create the ultimate Star Wars playlist on my Plex library, and that is I included all of the movies, um, as well as the Clone Wars and Clone Wars TV series and Rebels TV series um, in chronological. Yeah, as they happen. It's a good call. Um, 
Well, there's specifically a reason in Solo that it gave me to do that, and it I don't was know because I was, I was lacking on some information going into it. So when said thing happened, I was like, oh, oh my god! And everybody else was like, oh, you don't, you don't fucking watch Clone Wars? Or, you know, whatever, so... <laughs> Okay, so I guess I gotta check that out. Too and I was like, "No, I don't fucking watch cartoons." Okay, and yeah. Then they're like, "Bro, yeah, you do." Yeah, yeah, you definitely do. <laughs> um, um. So anyway, uh, I guess I'll brush up on my Clone Wars too. Then because if the thing, holy fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> I think I have an idea. I can't say it now. I'm not gonna say it now. I, yeah, yeah. I don't want to say I don't want to say it because there's no look you can give me in which I'm not going to know the answer. So I'm not going to say what my theory is. Doesn't matter. Maybe I'll write it and put it in a time capsule and we'll revisit it after I've seen the movie. But I have an idea now. Um. Anyway, we're we're that's it. We're stopping right there. Uh, peace out of this joint right now. Uh, let's talk some video games. No. What? Because I saw Jurassic World too. Oh you motherfucker! God, whatever. Jurassic World. You dinosaurs or whatever ate people. Uh, oh okay. damn it! You took all the wind out of my sails. <laughs> Sorry. Did they eat the people, though? I didn't think that uh, was... Yes, people actually got eaten this time. Wow, spoilers, man. Yeah. Fucking just ruined it, it was, for everybody. It was fun. Um, um, no, actually, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I think you were involved in the text conversation um, that I also had with, with Bailey. you and Bailey, yeah. Um, where I, I said that I saw the subject was, and I was like, nah, just, well, we'll mute that one for a bit. I thought it was everything that, um, that The Lost World could have been, and I didn't mean that as a bad thing. So, basically, uh, thumbs up, thumbs down. Thumbs up. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um I I have mixed feelings about whether or not I like this or whether or not I like the first Jurassic World better than this particular one. Mm-hmm. Um performance-wise, obviously you got Chris Pratt and you got uh uh Bryce, Bryce Dallas, Howard. Dallas Howard who yeah. right, just they kill it anyway. Um the little girl um that was in the movie which uh don't know her. Don't know her at all, but uh, I think she was like she's up there like in terms of ability like I think right there with uh um Oh God! What's her name from uh, Logan? Daphne Keene. Daphne Keene. Yeah, I think I think she's up there in terms of of that. Just like acting ability. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. No, she's she was super think, good. Do you think we're breeding kids for acting now nowadays? Because for a long time the story was like you kids suck and everything, and that's true. If you go back and watch most movies with any kid, and it, it's just like oh that was terrible. Even the ones where they're like the headlining feature, like go back and watch Home Alone. Gotta be honest, like you couldn't act at that point. Macaulay Culkin no, was not a great I actor. I mean, I think. And I, I find that I, I feel for like whatever if reason, we put I think Daphne girls, Keen in Home Alone, I would have believed it more. I, I think for whatever reason, with girls, like they're better actors uh, as as children than than boys are. Um, it just well, case in point, Daphne Keen. Um, this chick was really good, and then Dakota Fanning. I don't think you can discount Dakota Fanning in fucking anything that she was ever in. Cause, yeah, I just I feel like this is going to be hard to do because we're going to name like the four child actors that have ever been good, and then we're stuck. Yeah, I just I don't know a ton of. Yeah, my, I, I, I at mean, least not right off the bat, and I'm, I'm probably missing them. And I guess I could go Google a bunch whatever, of but. like good child actors, but I think that I'd probably end up on a list of some sort. So I'm not gonna maybe do that. I mean, yeah, Dakota Fanning's legal now, so it's fine. You can talk about her. Nothing creepy in that statement whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, um, okay. No, yeah. actually, I listened. Does to... Does Dakota still act? Is she on a thing? Yeah. She's Which, actually got a new movie coming out. Okay. Um, I, I just maybe I don't notice now because like now she's just an actor and it's just she like was, she was actually on an episode of, of Nerdist like two years ago. Um, and I found a new appreciation for her like as a as a person. Like I didn't really 
yeah, or she know actually what seemed, her gig was. Like that's that's the difficult part about being a child actor is Dakota Fanning, at least from the very very small things, because I I've always like enjoyed the stuff that she's done. I guess like the stuff that I've seen her in, I've never been like, oh my god, what are they doing? Um, but um. The thing with child actors is eventually they grow into adults, and you don't know what kind of adults they're going to grow into. Yeah, and a lot of the times they're kind of fucked up adults because the the child actor scene is not a great place to be no, a lot of the time. No, so, apparently you get raped a lot. I mean, I've never been a child actor, but yeah, I've heard that too. I mean, if you're Corey Feldman. That's that's a thing I've definitely heard. Yeah, so. Or Corey Haim. Yeah, either one, but I don't, uh, Haim never do th- admitted to it, but Feldman think, was like, no, he totally got raped. Do you think this is like a thing that only happens to Corey's? I mean... Maybe like, ew, Dakota, come back when you're a Corey. I don't know. You got a friend named Corey. Let's find him. Yeah, maybe he's getting raped right now. This is this, He's a fireman. This is a dark fucking turn for the he's whole podcast. Fireman. He's I, a fireman now. I, I mean... I, I, he, I think he works here in town. Is he a sexy fireman in a gay porno? Uh, he definitely still looks like Corey, so no. Maybe. <laughs> he might have a fucked up toe still. Okay, yeah, we'll see. Um, anyway, th- <laughs> this has got this has gotten weird. We've gotten very weird. Um, for this podcast, for uh, any podcast, we, we haven't podcasted people. in like two and a half years. I don't think so. Yeah, give or take. Uh, um, all right. So, short story: Jurassic World is good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed right. it quite a bit. Um, it's hard to talk about a movie you can't spoil it all either. But um, yeah, that's cool because like I, I like James the- Cromwell in it, which I was not expecting because I didn't really check oh. out the IMDb too much before I went into it. Um, and he was good. Cool. Uh, you know, he's obviously old. Yeah. So there's that. Point. Uh, the only part that I think that I was moderately, and this is not going to be a huge spoiler, so I'm, I'm not going to care, um, is, uh, Jeff Goldblum's part in it isn't really what it would appear to be. Like, essentially, like, half of his role in the movie you see in the trailer. Okay. So more like cameo situation? It's essentially a cameo that bookends the movie. Okay. Makes sense. So... Uh, he doesn't actually go to the island or, you know, interact Do with dinosaurs stuff. or anything. He, he's just like, nah, I've had my fill. Uh, I'm good on the dinosaur front. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to go back to um, imprisoning and celestial beings for the use in my gladiatorial chambers and stuff. Yeah. And there is a stinger at the end of the movie, although um, it isn't really. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's, like, you sit there and you're like... Oh, I just watched fucking 10 minutes of credits for this. <laughs> okay, awesome. So, so keep that in mind when you see it. All right. Uh, okay, so video games. Are God we ready? of War. Oh, are you ready? to talk about God of War now. Yeah, Everybody's sorry. talking about God of War. Um, I am a very lucky man because although we definitely did not have the money to do this, my darling wife for Father's Day brought home a video game which I have been ranting about for quite a while. Um, after oh, what video game is that? It, it's uh it's uh called uh god of war um oh. <laughs> so uh we were talking about this for a while and um i've been kind of uh so um red box is a thing if you're not familiar you basically vending machine dvds or games or whatever uh you pay some paltry fee and you can rent it for a night or however long you want it just costs a whole fucking lot if you rent it for more than a night so um after hearing about god of war uh being a really cool game uh for quite a while uh, and it being right up my alley in that i very much like story uh story driven single player games with uh fun combat mechanics and that kind of thing um or just game mechanics it doesn't necessarily have to be combat but whatever after hearing about this game for quite a while, I was like, all right, I'll get it on Redbox. And then when it goes on sale or something, maybe I can pick it up. You know, when it gets down to like $40, $30 or something, because it'll probably hit, you know, like one of those like game of the year things or something like that. I'll grab it. Um, so I got it on Redbox and really enjoyed it. 
and then I wouldn't shut up about it, but apparently, because to date, I don't think that my wife has ever known the name of a video game that I've played, ever. Um, like, for example, we did, we have several models of distinct Nintendo units in our house, um, at least two, and my wife still texted me earlier this evening, how do I get the Nintendo on the TV? To which I could only reply, which Nintendo? Um, so that my wife even remembered that I like video games and I like a specific one called God of War was very impressive to me, especially because there's lots of ways to fuck this up. There are other God of War games. She could have gotten me like the PS3 version or something like that. I don't know that she even knows that there's a difference. Um, do they still make PS3 games? They do. In fact, if you go into Walmart, like there is prominently placed PS4 games. Like it's, it's almost like they, I, I, PS4... I know, I know they, I know that there are still games that exist. I just like, is God of War one of the ones that came out on PS3? I wouldn't. I think God thought. of War 3 was not positive about that. I think God of War is actually the first God of War game into the PS4. Um, but I think God of War 3 was actually a PS3 game, not positive. This is going to blow your wife's mind, but wrong. it'll be fun when you tell her that I actually have a uh, pod racer on my PlayStation. Oh, dude. Maybe that'll get her to come over because she does dig that game. Um, I, when I bought my first PS4, um, it came with a digital download of like five different. You Star know Wars what? Games. I may straight up have that game too. You might, because I did get a digital download with a bunch of Star Wars games when because I bought Battlefront. Yeah, I maybe think. it came in Battlefront. I think maybe. it came in Battlefront. Um, because I think I I have that thing too. Because I definitely have like X Wing or whatever. Um, so yeah, anyway. some. Father's Day was uh, not too long ago. Last week, I think. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And so my darling wife surprised me with the God of War video game. Uh, I've been playing a lot of it. Like, um, I very re- I, right now, I, I very rarely play video games in spite of the fact that I have a huge catalog that I want to play um, on my computer and what have you. Um, but Steam Summer Sale right now, too. Yeah, that's hurting me a lot. I keep seeing, like, your wish list is, uh, there's a thing on your sales or whatever. I know. Um, so honestly, I think I mostly have a lot of the games that I want right now. There's a couple of Lego games that I really like. Yeah. For the most part though, I'm really looking for uh, um uh what is it, the Shadow of the Tomb Raider or whatever. Ooh, good choice, yeah. Yeah, um, uh, I that might be one that I have to really beg, borrow, and steal and and convince my wife that it's okay to buy it release. Yeah. Okay. So Anyway, God of War. Enough talking about the preamble here. Um, my wife bought me God of War for the thing, and I've been playing a lot of it. I like a lot about it. Uh, perhaps my favorite part, and this is a part that I think may get you into the God of War series. Do you know who voices Kratos in this outing? I don't know. Ron Perlman? Christopher Judge. Oh. <laughs> Tilk? Tilk does. Yes, that's right. Uh, uh, Tilk, uh, formerly Gaul of, uh, you know, symbiote guy of, uh, SG1. Yeah, I know, Jaffa. Jesus I, Christ. <laughs> just kidding. It was just, I was pulling, like, from the Lord. I couldn't think of it. Anyway, yeah, so Tilk, uh, Jaffa, uh, Cree, Jaffa Cree. Uh, that part I can definitely remember. Uh, uh, Tilk is the voice of Kratos, and he's really good at it, actually. I, I really enjoy that. Secondarily, um, the story so far is very, very good. I'm not very far in. Don't fucking spoil it or whatever for me. Don't tweet me. Um, I, I've, I, Dude, no one listens to the show. No one's going to tweet you. Well, what if, like, Christopher Judge is like, oh, man. <laughs> uh, He'll just tweet Cree at yeah. you or something. <laughs> yeah, at Charles E. Smith, Cree. Um, yeah, so uh, that actually, I think I'd probably just kill myself right there because I couldn't go any higher. Like, I'd just uh, life and over. I got, I got. I got tweeted by uh, Kurt Sutter one time. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, so, short story here is, um, 
it's a good game. Uh, I, I very much enjoy the, uh, uh, storyline aspect of it. Like, I think that they, you know, like, I like story driven games and it's, it's increasingly difficult to do that in a, a way that feels good. Um, also in a way that feels good mechanically. Like, usually I'm getting some, uh, variation of those things. Like, there are other story driven games where the mechanics suck or there are games where the mechanics are really great, but the story sucks. Uh, this, I think, is a nice blend of the two for me. Um, and having, you know, this is gonna sound crazy, but I've never played God of War before this game. Uh, and I, and I just really, really dig it. Like, this feels to me like the Logan of the God of War games. Um, in, in a lot of ways, like you play an older Kratos for sure, but he's still a super badass and so on and so forth. And you're sort of supporting this, uh, 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 younger character, which is your son. That's no spoilers. It's like in the fucking opening credits or whatever. Um, so you, you have this opening character with your son and it also forms a really kind of rad mechanic that I wouldn't have thought of. Like, for example, your control layout is mostly controlling Kratos, but, uh, um, like, for example, the square button is mapped just to controlling your kid. So your kid's an archer, um, so that basically allows you to stun and distract enemies. So like it's it's a mechanic in the game itself where you hit that square button and uh, the kid fires off an arrow and it uh, distracts or stuns your enemy, which is kind of a, a a weirdly cool mechanic because like there's lots of ways that they could have done that without having a secondary character involved, uh, or even you know if the secondary character was like there, but you know like in a lot of games the secondary character is there and it's like an escort mission basically where they don't do anything or they do things that are only like basically a part of cut cut scenes and stuff like that but i like the way that they managed to make that part of the mechanic um the other thing that's cool is like i think i've barely scratched the surface on this game because although i'm several hours into the game and i fought a lot of big monsters which is another very very fun thing this game makes fighting big big monsters very satisfying um or just regular monsters like uh i actually lied too earlier um i do want monster hunter world still i i I, that's on my on my wish list still but it's Gotcha. So I don't have all the games that I that I want, but in case you're listening, fans, he's saying just go ahead and send him that game. Yeah, just gift it right to him. It's yeah, fine. Just, he doesn't just, have all the games. He's 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 still made it really easy. My Steam account is actually whatever he show. Yeah. So, dude, no, I don't get to do that. Uh, <laughs> <I know. Dick. laughs> uh, um. So now. It, when we have a huge following and people gift games to the whatever you show, I can't, you son of a bitch. I mean, that is the long con. Fuck you. I mean, I mean, my wife did come up with the name, whatever. I did. Yes, but we co-opted it for our co-opting podcast. Yeah. So if you I'll give you, I'll give you this, the, the fucking steam password. I don't care. All right, fine. Um, <laughs> I mean, no, I won't steam. This show is oh, over. We're breaking you. up. Um, fuck you, Steam. You ask me for my age every time I, I fucking have to look at it. I'm logged in as me, Steam. You don't need to know how old I am when I want to fucking I, look at the I, page I don't for know if this Arkham is this because, like, I don't know if you know that you can do this. Um, okay. So, uh, oh, God, we're tangenting off so hard today. Um, Who cares? I don't know if you you know you can do this, but you can basically copy the whole Steam folder, like the Steam folder, and then the Steam apps is where all your games are at. You can copy the whole thing over, and then just launch the Steam AXE, and it'll run. Uh, it updates and all that shit. And I don't know if this is why, but literally every goddamn time I launch the Steam app, it asks me, "Is this still your email address?" And I ha- and like I've learned now that I can just don't have to fucking care about that like i can just click that x next to it and just like it'll get out of my face but for a long long time every fucking time i'd launch steam i'd have to like 
or I would I would go and I'd confirm my email address. And I could only think Valve was sitting it there and they're watching the logs and they're just like, this motherfucker really wants us to know what his email address is. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. You keep asking me. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. No, trust me. I'm old enough to fucking look at Dead by Daylight. Like, yeah. I don't have, like, why? Why? Yeah. That's so fucking stupid. Yeah. I'm logged yeah. in as me. Especially when you know you know how you get around that. What you do is you just scroll to any fucking year. It doesn't matter any year before that's like eighteen years or greater ago. Any year before two thousand, you just boom, you're done. You're no, out. No, I always go to the year I was born because I'm like motherfucker. I'm fucking forty. I'm literally <laughs> twice as old as any of your employees. Like at some point, Steam should just be like, I'm sorry, sir. After uh, after after you, gentlemen, um, enjoy your pornography game. Um, yeah, uh, and here's a. Here's a hot towel for when you're done. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so anyway, God of War. Um, back to God of War for a second. Um, so I feel like I'm barely scratching the surface on this game. There are a huge amount of upgrades you can do to the character. It's a- another fun thing where um, you start off, like, this is, this is kind of, like, if you've been playing God of War for a-, a little while, this is probably an annoying thing to you. This is actually one of the things I like about Arkham Origins. You mostly have all the mechanics uh, uh, from previous games when you start off the game. So mm. it's like, oh, I have to redo all the thing and pick up all the gadgets and whatever. Um, that's not true for God of War. And I don't know how radically different or similar this is from previous God of War games, so maybe it makes perfect sense, but um, you start off fairly weak, uh, but still feeling pretty awesome. Like, don't get me wrong. When you get done with some of the early fights and stuff like that, you're going to feel pretty awesome about it. Um, but you can build your character over time by unlocking different abilities, upgrading armors, all that kind of stuff. So there's a whole metagaming aspect to the thing that's super fun, but just the storyline alone is really, really good. The combat system alone is really, really fun. Uh, this is also another game that like, um, I die a lot, and I don't know if I just suck. It's possible I just suck, <laughs> but I die a lot in this game, but it generally has me going back, making me want to fight harder at it, rather than just getting frustrated and throwing the controller at the TV. Dude, so I started playing Rise of the Tomb Raider again earlier today. Right on. And Because uh, I realized I bought it a year ago, and I still haven't finished it. I think same. I think I bought it slightly after you did, and I still haven't finished it. Yeah, I, I was it, playing that I recently, it, too, though. The last Steam Summer Sale. Yeah, I think so. So same. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'd say... I think I'm around 20% into it. Yeah. And uh, there's a, like, I have to climb a tower, excuse me, and light a signal fire. Mm-hmm. And climbing that tower um, literally made me remember, um, like, have to remember all of the controls. Yeah. And I died, like, six times trying to get up the fucking tower. I feel you because I did the same thing. Like I went a long time without playing it and then I got back into the game. And the other thing that was complicated too is that like muscle memory you can't trust because I played a lot, I played a lot more uh, Tomb Raider, like the 2013. 2013. Yeah. Um, and they shifted some of the controls. The the, um, the button, the like the, the actions that you use the shift or control key for. I don't remember which one it one was. One of the two. They changed it to C. Yeah, and so I'm like, it's crouch. It's yeah. the crouch sort sort of slash dodge maneuver. Yeah, um, they changed it from I think control to C. Yeah, and I don't know what control does anymore. Control is a walk. It's a but uh, anyway, it confused the fuck yeah. out of me. Uh, and it it kind of makes sense. Control because, is basically slow the fuck down so I don't fall off this thing I'm trying to balance on. Yeah, C C actually kind of makes a little bit more sense because C it, is much it more. It does, but it doesn't friendly. feel as natural because it's not what I'm used to. Exactly. Um. So anyway, I did the same thing. Like the first couple of times I played that again, I, I died like 14 fucking times. Like I actually spent a whole time, a bunch of time because I got to the part where it's open world enough where you can just kind of fuck around. And so like I spent a whole bunch of time just like hitting buttons, uh, trying to figure out what they did again. Dude, for the longest time, I, I wanted Tomb Raider on like my PlayStation uh, 
three or four or whatever. Uh, yeah. I don't remember. Um, and then I started playing it on the PC a lot more. And then I was like, fuck that. Cause when I'm shooting things with my arrow, like I'm literally just like, bam, 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 bam. Oh, I did the same thing. That's, like, uh, I- I'm also a heavy sniper, uh, bow and arrow guy on yeah. those games. And it's probably because I play PC because like I can only imagine it being a lot more frustrating if you're playing on console with controller. Cause I actually started out trying to play it with controller, like just thinking back. I to can't imagine having games. to like aim the reticle like with a stick or something. Yeah. But like after that, I was just like, no, fuck that. That's not for me. Um, so. So yeah, immediately switch back to keyboard and mouse because it is so much more satisfying to shoot uh, with with the keyboard and mouse. Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah. So th- I guess that that's a good that's a good place to end. Uh, I'll just you know, Do again, we have to? God of War, really good. Play it. It's fun. Go we, go get the game. We have to end the show right now. Like we might not ever podcast again the way we do things. So I don't I'm know just, what else you got to talk about. I don't know. Not really anything. But all right. I bought a I bought a Dodge Durango. Yeah. It's old. It's a 2005. You saw it when you came over today, but yeah, you know, it was neat. It's big enough that I can fit all my family in it, and um, hopefully not want to destroy them before I leave city limits. I mean, yeah, that that actually should be Dodge Durango's slogan. Uh, big enough, well, you don't, don't want to kill your family. Well, Dodge the Durango. Is, they don't make them that big anymore. Yeah, it's they're, weird. They're a little smaller now, but uh, Jada Jada has laid claim to the third row. Cool. Um, Emmy and Natalie sit in the middle row, and there's there's uh like. They can fold down that center section and and have like a little console thing between them. Nice. Uh, I actually drive a lot more now that I have it. That's weird. Um, I usually make my wife drive everywhere we go because I don't really like driving that much. But mm-hmm. um, she's she's definitely not as comfortable in the bigger vehicle. Um, it's funny because Ashley drives our bigger vehicle. I drive. I, I drive a shitty old Honda Accord. Um, my wife drives our um, bigger car, which is an Acura MDX. It's a two. It's a early two thousands, like two thousand and two. And in a lot of ways, they're similar cars. Actually, there's a lot of things that I'm a little jealous of because there's there's a lot more features I think in that car. Like the whole seating thing is really cool uh in that and we definitely don't have onboard dvd or anything like that which you know this these days we you know like immediately today was like well we gotta figure out how to hook something digital up to that because dvd is like um yeah i could totally raspberry pi it but yeah but anyway um the same thing it's funny because she still doesn't like driving that car so when when we go anywhere like i drive but um she drives it that's her normal daily driver even though she'd probably much rather have a small car um yeah we drove to the coast i drove to the coast and then casey drove um back from the coast and and uh whatnot and, yeah and cool. she she did okay like it's not like she's afraid to drive it or anything like that yeah. it's just um i've 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 hated my car almost since you know the week i bought it and so mm-hmm. when i bought this i'm like well this actually doesn't suck balls it's older <laughs> um it's older than my car but has fewer miles on it so i'm like well that's, that's cool yeah uh and uh, I basically drive it to work like every day now, which is kind of uh, terrible on uh, money. But uh, I like driving it. Yeah. And uh, we live in Trump's America, so I can just keep driving my fossil fuel powered vehicle. Um, Coal's coming back, baby. I Coal, don't know how that's going to yeah. help your car, but it's definitely going to happen. Yeah. I'll just have a little engineer in the back shoveling coal into a furnace yeah it makes sense um you saw it it's big enough right I can, yeah for definitely yeah. that that makes perfect sense to me all right guys that's the show for this week i have been <laughs> your host as usual my name is eddie and i am at charles e smith on twitter uh with me as always my co-host matt uh i'm at matt tesson on twitter yeah really weird uh that's uh two s's in the middle there um, um we are also at whatever show 
on yeah on the twitters on the and Twitter. if you if you're still on facebook which we're not but i mean we do i think you go enough that we'll see messages and you know yeah. and I, I do occasionally check but we're facebook.com slash whatever show Are you really the host because we do this at my house i don't know i think i think we're just i think we're just co-hosts i think did, you're did just I, say, I, I didn't say host yeah you said i'm your host i've been i've been one of your hosts no well, fuck! I no, didn't mean you to. You totally, you totally. I think, I think you, 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 uh, fucking did a, a passive aggressive thing because I took the whatever show handle for my Steam account. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I'm getting back at you. Uh, no, I didn't do that on purpose at all. Um, no, we've always been co-hosts. So that's weird. Um, but You're like, it, oh, man, the, that's weird. In the coming in power struggle for sure. Uh, you know, I'll definitely cut this all out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, no, that's weird. Uh, I've been your host, uh, and with me, my co-host is what I. Pr- yeah, we, with we me have... as always is Garth. No, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> We're both Wayne. Uh, this is weird. Um, uh, we can't play guitar that good. No, this is, guys. You. Like, thanks for joining us for this power struggle this week because I, clearly we're breaking up. Uh, I don't obviously, think there's any way to happen. Obviously, this yeah. can't work out. No. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, what's the other thing we do with the emails uh, questions at whatever.co yeah. um, or if you want to give us money uh to sell your wares while we're recording our podcast that would be sponsor uh singular sponsor at whatever.co yeah for sure uh all right guys uh that's the show for this week um if we're still back together we'll get back together this week uh probably for sure maybe never ever ever getting back together no that's it for us no. all right uh this, the, goodbye forever <laughs> later, later. <laughs>